Welcome to Unsolved Mysteries of the World Halloween Special. We will be dropping two episodes at once, all rich in folklore, mystery, ghosts, and hauntings. Perfect for the season. Our first episode brings us to Norway. In a country so far north that half of it is above the Arctic Circle, days are short and nights are long and dark, giving way to ghost stories and myth. According to folklore and legends, the Norwegian mountains and forests are riddled with trolls and by other mysterious creatures, along with ghost stories and haunted locations. And it is fitting, then, among these legends is a castle. A haunted castle. This is Unsolved Mysteries of the World, Season 1, Episode 24, The Haunted Akershus Castle and Fortress. It is not known exactly when the construction of the castle started, but it is believed that it took place around the late 1290s by King Hakon V, replacing Tonsberg as one of the most important Norwegian castles of the period. The fortress has successfully survived all sieges, primarily by Swedish forces, including those by forces led by Charles XII in 1716. The immediate proximity of the sea was a key feature, especially for naval power and sea commerce. The fortress was strategically important for the capital, and therefore Norway as well. Whoever controlled the castle ruled Norway. In the early 17th century, the fortress was modernized and remodeled under the reign of the act of King Christian IV, and was given the appearance of a Renaissance castle. Parts of the castle were also used as a federal prison known as the slavery. The name was given because those who were held at the prison were rented out as slave workers to those in nearby cities and towns. The castle has never successfully been besieged by a foreign enemy. However, it surrendered without combat to Nazi Germany in 1940 when the Norwegian government evacuated the capital in the face of an unprovoked German assault on Denmark and Norway. During World War II, dozens of people were executed here by the German occupiers, including members of the Pelle Group, a resistance force specializing in sabotage. The fortress was liberated on May 11, 1945, by a steady push by Soviet forces and by exiled Norwegian forces. After the war, eight Norwegian traders, who had been tried for war crimes and sentenced to death, were also executed at the castle. Although still a military area, the fortress is open to the public. The royal mausoleum in the castle is the final resting place of a number of Norwegian royal figures. Since restoration of the main building, the castle has frequently been used as a venue for official events and dinners for dignitaries and foreign heads of state. The Norwegian Ministry of Defense and the country's defense staff of Norway share a joint modern headquarters in the eastern part of the fortress. 
Today, the castle covers 67 buildings. The area is the size of 14 football fields. As you can see, the castle is a very dynamic area, rich in history, lore, and experiences. The most earliest ghost story is that of a vicious dog. Soldiers who occupied the castle were said to have buried a dog alive, thus creating a ghost at the Maiden's Tower, which in medieval times was the main entrance. The dog was called Malkenison, meaning the vicious dog. It is said that the soldiers of the fort were terrified every time the ghost appeared, and invading Swedish forces would retreat in terror at the sight of it. There is also the legend of a ghost horse that is known to trot along another entrance into the castle. And whomever sees this ghost horse is said to die within a year's time. Many have heard the ghostly footsteps of a horse, but have turned away or even ran away from the area in fear. In more recent times, there have been reports of a faceless woman occupying a chamber in the Margit Tetzelen part of the castle. Witnesses claim they see a woman, dressed in a robe, glide down a hallway and enter a chamber and then simply vanish. None of the witnesses can describe her further, as they say she is missing her entire face. All they see is a dark void. They have named her Mantelgeist. Staff have reported hearing ghostly whispers in the castle, and have heard screams coming from the area that housed the prisoners. They have also heard gates opening and being shut themselves, cell doors slamming shut, and the rattling of chains. Other staff have seen medieval-looking guards standing, defending the castle, but when approached, they simply vanished into thin air. One particular German tourist had an interesting encounter while touring the castle. Out of the corner of one of the rooms, he heard someone whispering, Help me, brother. Help me get out of here. He noted that the voice was speaking perfect German. The tour guide indicated that in that particular room, a Nazi German officer had been interrogated and later sentenced to hang. Those that have taken the Oslo ghost walk note that on some nights they can hear faint wailing and screaming from the grounds. And those that are a little more adventurous visit the Nest Church ruins at Ekerschus. Just a short distance from the main castle is the ruins of a medieval church that is said to have ghosts and legends of its own. At the church ruins of Ness, there have been so many strange encounters that there is even a historical plaque indicating the visitors should be cautioned because of the spiritual activity occurring on its grounds. The Ness church ruins are one of Norway's best preserved church ruins, the church which dated back from 1100. AD was designed in Romanesque style and was extended into a cruciform church in 1697. The old medieval stone was located near the juncture of two rivers, the Gloma and the Vorma. The church suffered fire damage in 1854. After the fire, the walls were preserved as ruins. Legend tells of a priest who was caught molesting a young boy, and he was so ashamed of his actions that he hung himself within the church. More recent stories tell of a bride and a groom who had gotten married at the church, only to have fallen into a nearby river and drowned. Visitors say they have seen the ghostly image of a bride and a groom by the river's edge. 
Those that come at night have noted that their flashlights stop working and their cameras malfunction. Others have reported being pushed down to the ground and have noticed that time seems to slow down. One explorer describes his visit to the church ruins. The first time I was at the Nest Church ruins, I noticed that as soon as I got inside the gate, I got nauseous. At the same time, I felt an incredible grief. I stood a long time at the altar without doing anything at all, without saying anything, with my eyes closed. I felt the little pull to the right, just outside the one doorway down to the river. Totally without warning, I felt that the muscles in my body stiffened and I could feel a pressure on my chest and it was as if I had difficulty to breathe. The pressure grew stronger and stronger and I felt that some things, something dark was coming straight at me. It reached one point that I was about to pass out. Then I knew that the energy that had come to me continued behind me, through me, for I knew the pressure dragged out through my back. I felt an urge to cry, for whatever that had passed through me, it had shown me grief of a tragedy. I felt the loss of a child as if I had lost a daughter or a son. The second time I was there was with a good friend. This time I noticed nothing at the altar, but by the main entrance in the left corner, I noticed a cool energy, a certain bitterness. Outside of this, everything went well. I walked around the whole church and away to all the graves, but when I came up to the one next to the grave that was by a lone tree and down by the river, it began again. At the same moment that I touched the grave, I was gripped by an incredible sickness, and it felt as if someone stole my own energy. I started to walk away, but it felt as if someone held me back and it was hard to let go. When we left the area, my friend pointed out that I was as pale as a corpse. When I got home, I had to simply throw up because of the energy I had felt, which to me seemed bitter and vindictive. At the same time, it was very lonely. Another paranormal enthusiast says, We were exploring the ruins late after midnight one night, calling on the spirits to show themselves. Suddenly, all three of my companions and myself were thrown to the ground. I saw the vision of a priest in a robe waving his hands at me in fury. We tried to get back up, but our movements were very slow, as if we were stuck in mud. As we rose and collected ourselves, our flashlights all died. Very scared now, we ran to the car, but our car wouldn't start. We panicked at this point, and we were all screaming and yelling at each other. Over this noise, and the car trying to turn over, the radio had turned on by itself. The radio announcer was warning of a storm. Suddenly, there was a huge gust of wind and rain. The car started finally, and we drove off, never to return there again. We did visit the castle at night, in another attempt to find ghosts or experience the unexplained. We walked around the castle and noted it was guarded. At one entrance we saw nobody, so we stopped and listened here joking about. Suddenly my friend pointed to one of the walls and we saw what appeared to be two guards pushing a priest along. The priest was looking in our direction and he looked exactly like the one we had seen at the church. We lost sight of the men as we tried to get a better look and we wondered how is this priest connected to the castle. 
And as many visitors report each year, there are many more witnesses to strange goings-on at the castle. Residents once heard a full-fledged battle going on, and when they awoke up to check what was going on, they found that all was quiet at the castle. Others have reported balls of light floating around the castle, while others have said they have seen a troll-like creature digging holes under the walls and hiding from view. The castle and the nearby church have a rich history and rich lore, and thanks to the historical society, visitors can tour both while in Oslo, Norway. Just when you go and you hear horses' hooves, turn around and run. We wouldn't want one of our listeners falling victim to the castle. Likewise, do not pet the ghost dog. We all know he is a good boy. But seriously, if you do have more information about the faceless woman seen inside the castle, get in touch with us. We would like to know more about her, as she seems to be a resident ghost that perhaps we can learn a little bit of history of. And a bit of trivia, the castle is represented in the Norway exhibit at Walt Disney World in Florida. Now stay tuned for our next podcast in our Halloween special, The Walt Disneyland Hauntings. Sitting around a campfire late at night, beer in hand, telling tales of Slenderman, Bigfoot, and the Wendigo, or listening to your favorite podcast about these legends. What better way to get a quick snack fix that is not only healthy, but low in sodium and fat, and one that gives you an energy boost in case something creeps out of the wood and you need to make a quick getaway. Today's podcast is brought to you by Jurassic Jerky. With over 25 gourmet flavors of tender, flavorful jerky, Jurassic Jerky is not only preservative-free, it is MSG-free, low in sodium and fat. Jurassic Jerky gives you traditional flavors, along with creations like orange teriyaki, whiskey straight, draft beer, and applewood smoke-style bacon jerky. Yes, bacon jerky. If you enjoy this podcast, order online at www.jurassicjerkyllc.com and enter promo code WORLD10, all in caps, for 10% off your order, free shipping over $30, and a free floss or toothpick in each package to ensure clean teeth. Not only that, each purchase you make, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to charities that support wounded combat veterans. Again, that is www.jurassicjerkyllc.com and enter promo code WORLD10 to get our special offer. Thank you for listening to Unsolved Mysteries of the World. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or your other favorite podcast directory, and subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, join us on Facebook to enhance this episode with photos, illustrations, and lively discussion. Look for our suggested links, and do share this podcast with others. Perhaps you, or someone you know, will have a solution to this mystery. This podcast is created by Cold Rasta Studios, and includes music and sound effects by John Savoy, Albert Ray, Gerardo Garcia Jr., Rana Szilard, Madia Cupelli, 
Alex Lisi, Martin Kahlberg, and Adrian von Ziegler.